This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. That and the fact that Justin Bieber went ahead and met the Prime Minister of Canada wearing a baseball cap backwards. That's yet another sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> and Chad P. I don't know. I wasn't yeah. prepared for this. That class is in. Hey, Rock School on the Rock School Radio Network. Uh, hiya, folks. My name is Joe Burns, broadcasting from the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. Sitting to my immediate left for how much longer over there, kiddo? Hmm? What? Well, we what? got an hour to do the show, yeah, so 60 what's minutes. Your, what's your name there, Bill? Chad what? P. Yeah, good. Chad has an announcement to make. Let's just get right to it. Go okay, ahead, I will make it. All right. All right, here we go. I, Chad Pierce. Yes. A.K.A. Chad P. Right. A.K.A. One Who Must Learn. That's right. A.K.A. The Kid in the Back. Right. Pink hair. That's right. Go ahead. I am a natural procrastinator, and I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Um, next week's show, next week's episode of Rock School, right. will be my official last show i am uh heading out to bigger and better things greener Mm -hmm. pastures took a new job outside of the city of hammond therefore i will not be able to continue to do the show Mm -hmm. so uh today's show and next week's show i'm putting in my two weeks notice oh that stinks i know it really does now what this is show number 293 i believe yeah i knew i wouldn't survive till 300 no (laughs) i I I knew i'd go out young oh yeah see if i had known this i wouldn't let you start the master's degree or i would have failed you well yeah i know come through my class i know yeah you know it's amazing the secrets we can keep yeah to get the things that we need right we uh we now we knew about this i knew this was happening a month ago Mm -hmm. i think and we just sort of kept it off the air now if you're if those of you who are listening out there on podcast or live are 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 wondering will the show die no no as a matter of fact when when chad said i'm leaving uh i the first thing i said was the show should die mm-hmm. it should go away mm-hmm. and you said no it shouldn't no i really don't think it should because uh, we've got too much of a good thing going here right and i know that you can continue great things yeah because the show is me Shut Let's be up. <laughs> wow it only <laughs> took that, 14 seconds yeah, about 14 seconds? seconds no not untrue untrue it just means you know all of the production that you do during the show because the production of the recording of the show is all you well it, it's going to land on my shoulders now. That and, can be passed you know. along to someone else who must learn. That's right. I, I put it to you like this. How long have I been in this freaking classroom? 
Long for going time. on five years, going one on who must years. learn. I've learned. Goodbye. I'm ready to graduate. Gotta go. Get in here and educate somebody else. I'll tell you something funny right quick before we get on with the show. Uh-huh. The people here at the university that I have close relationships with, the last couple of weeks I've been taking time out to go and personally see them to thank them for everything that we've been able to do together. And the same question comes up every single time. <laughs> where are you going? And what about rock school? Yeah, that's, nobody, what, that, that's all they want to know. Well, at least they ask where you're going first. Yeah. And then they ask about the show. So where are you going when you leave? And what about the show? Yeah, what's going to happen? Uh-huh. So, well, that makes me feel fairly good. It should. If you're wondering what's going to happen, will I do the show by myself? No, no. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm a lousy single jock. I can <laughs> tell you that. I'm not very good with somebody else, but I'm, I'm a, a lousy single jock. I'm actually warming this chair for someone else. Right. It's already been chosen. Mm-hmm. The person already knows that, uh, that they are going to be coming in and sitting in the chair and has contacted me numerous times over email that they are quote how'd, how'd they put it quote practicing yeah or uh, they're listening yeah. to old shows to know what is expected ah, and well. in case you're wondering i don't want to tip the hat in case you're wondering you have heard this person mm-hmm. on the show that is correct uh, a few times uh-huh a few times uh-huh. so if you are wondering uh we won't tell you we're not doing anything we're not bringing them in next week or anything nope next week will be you and then after that New person. That's right. Straight in. It's going to be straight uh, away. It's going to be fun. It's going to be okay. entertaining. It's going to be interesting. And I'm going out on a high note, just like I wanted to. And we have no idea. I, I have no idea what next week's show is because you're picking it. Yeah, we're picking putting something together. And uh, I've done no research for next week. So it's all good. It's all going to be on got your uh, shoulders. But good. in the meantime, right, we got enough, a show to do. Enough of this. Let's do a radio show. Yeah. I put this together this past weekend. I had, you know, Thanksgiving off, and you know, I get tired of the kids, so let's <laughs> think about putting this together. Yeah. In rock, in funk, there are a great deal of songs that are sampled That's right. for rap music. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to play any rap music. Goodness knows I don't want to play any rap music. However, I was asked, as part of a little discussion I had with somebody, what's the most sampled song Ever. Ever? And I had no idea. Ever. And I figured there's got to be somebody out there that has tracked this. Oh, yeah. Of course. There's numerous people that have tracked this. Yeah. However, Uh nobody agrees. Oh, of course. There's oh. none. Oh, go figure. Who? How many times did you... I don't know. Right. And I've got what are maybe the top one, two, three, four, five songs that are the most sampled songs ever. Cool. And I also have from livemusicguide.com what they think are the top 11 songs that have been sampled. Cool deal. And we'll start with this one. All right. According to, again, livemusicguide.com, they found it sampled 232 times, coming in at number five on their chart. This is Cool in the Gang. It's Jungle Boogie right here on Rock School. Get down. All right, talking most sampled songs here on Rock School. Now, we're, now, now I'm thinking that you're yeah. talking about actual tunes. Well, but yeah, you know, that's what, the what, one of the things that we had talked about off mic was the kind of the, the little drum roll that's in uh, "Wild Thing" by Tone Loke. Right now, that's from Van Halen. Uh-huh. Right, they took that from Jamie's "Crying." Yeah, that's the thing about this. I showed you what most people think and what I'm going to suggest is the most sampled song ever. Yeah. And you said, what is that? Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that before. I have no idea what I'm looking at. Right. Now, here's the concern about most sampled song ever. 
it's it's not the P Diddy P Doodle or whatever the heck he is this week. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right, it's not his way of doing it, where you you go to Sam Goody, buy a disco song, put the needle down, and just whenever they stop talking, you begin rapping. Exactly, right? it, that's not the way it's normally right. done. In the 1980s, when songs think think you know Paul's Boutique mm-hmm. by the Beastie Boys, think Third Base. Now I know these are very very old you know albums, but it used to be that songs were built by taking a two-second, four-second snippet yep. of a song. And just kind of looping it Right, up. and then a horn blast out yeah. of this song, <laughs> and then a guitar riff out of that song, right. and building a brand-new thing. I mean, it really was something that was amazing that mm-hmm. was put together. It's kind of like the equivalent of uh, the uh, Constructor Cons forming Devastator. If that but in music sleep form. at night, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, these guys were really artists, yeah. because not only... Only did they have to construct them? The the beat, the tempo, mm-hmm. had to be the same. Yeah, you had to the, match everything up, correctly. right? The key had the to pitch, be the same. All they that. would they would go through thousands of songs mm-hmm. to find these things that would go together. So when I played Cool in the Gang, Jungle Boogie. They didn't just take Jungle Boogie and sing to it. <laughs> That's I right. mean, they took just a of the horn. Mm-hmm. And that was that. And you had to find that. You know, is is that Jungle Boogie? Is that little bit there? Right, right. You know, so when I say sampled, I mean sampled. It's just used a touch. Mm-hmm. And according to, you know, according to this livemusic.com, they found it 232 times, and that put it at fifth. Wow. They're <laughs> number one. Uh-huh. They have found 1,022 times. Get out. That's their number one. And that's not number one on my list. <laughs> So to, to give you an example, their number two, livemusicguide.com. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, is it one of the top five? No, it is not. This is not one of the top five that I have. They have, livemusic.com, found it 426 times what are we talking being about? sampled. Who is it? George Clinton, yeah. Atomic Dog. Oh. That's the one that goes bow wow wow yippee oh yippee. But again, you can't take that bow wow wow yippee oh yippee because that's too well known. Yeah, yeah. You grab just a drum kiss. You grab just a horn blast. You grab just a bass groove and loop and loop and loop. But they found it 426 times, making it, according to livemusicguide.com, one of the most sampled in history. But one of the top five? No. Not according to them. There's one or five more, at least more than that. So here you go. Atomic Dog. It's George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, and Rock School. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. But the dog that chases its tail will be. Okay, we need another one to get us to the uh, to the first break here. And what I've been playing so far has all been funk, right? Mm-hmm. This is called rock school, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, this show will be dominated by funk because a lot of people wanted to do funk. Sure. So you're going to hear the artists that you're thinking about. You're going to hear, you know, the JBs. You're going to hear the meters, things like that. Yeah. However, rock is used. And here's a name. I'm going to give you one of the first five of the five that I found that people say are the most sampled songs. Okay. Believe it or not, Billy Squire. Billy Squire is... Billy Squire. Yeah, from what people say, is one of the most sampled songs ever. Have you ever heard of... Now, I know you know Everybody Wants You and you know My Kind of Lover. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Big Beat 
by Billy Squire. Huh? It's it's really an obtuse song by him. However, it's called the Big Beat for one reason. It delivers exactly what it says. It's got a huge kick drum and snare groove, and you'll find it on Jay-Z's version of 99 Problems and Dizzy Rascals on Fix Up Look Sharp. However, it is, and, and you don't hear it prominently. That's the that's what I read about it. It's so not it, it a does, prominent thing. It doesn't dominate the tune. No, it's used as like a filler. The groove. Yeah. It's used as the, the back, original the beat, right? Mm-hmm. Because what Billy Squire did was have his drummer create this thing called the big beat, mm-hmm. and it dominates the rhythm throughout the song. As and it is should. Used everywhere. What a drummer should dominate. You got it. So if you're a rap fan, take a listen to the drum beat because you hear it in enough songs to have put it in the top five of most sampled songs. Whether you agree or not, but the websites that I found that are tracking this stuff say Billy Squire, the big beat, is one of the top five sampled songs of all time. It sounds like this on Rock School. My first break here on Rock School, let's talk sampling here. Uh-huh. It would seem to me that sampling would get you in trouble with copyright. You think so? Right? You just don't get to go take it, right? Well, no, you don't. Or do you? I don't know. All right, well, copyright law, obviously, here in the United States, is what governs all of this. That's right. You just you don't just get to go take and it. grab somebody's work. But copyright law also has something inside of it called fair use. Fair use. Right. Okay. Now, fair use is written rather wide open. Mm-hmm. In an academic sense, I get to go ahead and use what I wish when I write my academic papers as long as I reference it, as long as, as long I as cite, you cite it. them. That's right. right. Does fair use go to somebody taking a little snippet of a song. And does somebody who's not in the United States get to take it? Well, no, that actually is covered by other things. There's the WIPO Copyright and Performances and Phonograms Treaties Implementation Act. Mm -hmm. How about that for a real huge long thing? Let me give you some suggestions here. Do you remember the song Can't Touch This? That's right. 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 Now, he only took a little bit of Rick James' Super Freak. Freak. Mm -hmm. Well, he sued him. Yeah, he did. Right. He, MC Hammer, had Uh to give up half of the profits from You Can't Touch This. Stop, Hammer Time. Oh, yeah. Rick James said he made more money off of You Can't Touch This than (laughs) any of his own songs, including Super Freak. That's right. Yeah, than that. Vanilla Ice. Oh, uh, yeah, and I know the loophole that he tried to do on that one. Right. You remember he, that? When he sampled it, he added a pickup note. Uh-huh. Instead of going, dun, 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 dun. Ding, 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 Right. He said that pickup note made it different. Untrue. No, you're Freddie Mercury and David Bowie went ahead and sued him, and he had to hand out half of the royalties Mm -hmm. to him. So that's two. There's another one. Biz Marquis uh, was sued by Gilbert O'Sullivan for grabbing a loan again naturally. Uh Willful infringement. However... There's a however. Right. It depends on how you use it. You know the two live crew. Mm-hmm. They had a song called "Pretty Woman." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, I've never it, heard it. Well, I have not either. But it's a takeoff on Roy Orbison's "Pretty Woman." Mm-hmm. Okay. What they did was not only sample it, but they made fun of it. They didn't equate it perfectly. Well, Acuff Rose, which is the company that owned "Pretty Woman," mm-hmm. sued them. Yeah. 
they, they not Acuff Rose, but Two Live Crew, lost. Went all the way up to the Supreme Court. What? Well, the Supreme Court stated that all the appellate courts underneath were wrong and that the nature of the song was a parody and that the audience that Two Live Crew was trying to hit, as opposed to the audience that Roy Orbison's Pretty sure. Woman was trying to hit, were so separate of an audience that it didn't cross oh. over. And because of the way they made fun of it, that made the, it a parody. Right. The the what they said here, the lower courts did not determine parody correctly and it was not sufficient enough for copyright infringement. Yeah, I've heard about that where it, like when you get into the subject of parody, that it they kinda of, they're kinda of allowed to do what right. they will. So in terms of sampling, it has to do with not only did you use it, but how much you used, do you offer credit when you use it, and yeah. are you parodying it? So you and you I can go it? and grab any Everybody's music, and as long as we're making fun of it in the song, we can seems get away with way. it. It seems that way, but Weird Al Yankovic still has to pay royalties when he does it, and that's he right. has to get permission yeah, that's before true. he does it. Hmm. I say that, that he has to have permission, but when he redid Coolio's Gangster Paradise into yeah. Amish Paradise, yeah. Coolio claims he never I remember granted that. permission. Yeah, Coolio wasn't happy. But as long as Weird Al Yankovic paid the royalties... Mm-hmm. To the publishing company, rather than Coolio paid the money to the publishing company, he was able to use it. Well, think of it, though, in terms of the audiences that they're trying to reach. When you've got Roy Orbison and Two Live Crew, that's on extreme opposite sides of the spectrum. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic and Coolio. I like songs from both of those artists, so maybe that's the connection. You'd love it to be cut and dry and, you know, black and white, on, off. You know, one and zero. That's right. But it's not. Uh It really does play across really strange lines. Mm. So, kids, you don't get to just take it. That's right. Well, I'm parodying it. No, 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 no. The lawyers will take a touch of money before you're proven right or wrong. parody you. That's true. (laughs) Hello there, KLSU. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, a true Amish paradise. Get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show, and in two weeks, you'll see a picture of the new person who will be sitting right there in yeah. that chair, sitting over there. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, need a short one to get us to the bottom of the hour. How about a Louisiana connection? Okay. Uh, you like the uh, like the meters? Oh, yes. According to livemusicguide.com, the meters, they found them in the top 10. They were sampled 77 times. They are a New Orleans as funk band. This is the Sissy Strut. It's been done by, oh, geez, how many different places? They've got them for uh, the same old thing, uh, Look a Pie Pie, uh, MC Light, Big Daddy Kane, Run DMC. The meters all over the place, Sissy Strut, right here on Rock School. Bottom of the hour, as we talk about most sampled songs, we're going to come out of this break after we do 7 Days and 70 Seconds with another one of the top five most sampled songs. And again, it's only the break in the song. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole song. They didn't just 
Diddy it, dropped the <laughs> needle, and when they stopped singing, they somebody else rapped. It's just the break in the song. Yeah, see, we're talking about something a little bit different. When you say sample, people kind of automatically think, like that kid rock tune that has Metallica's Sad But True. Yeah, it's, technically it's, it's they, just the song. Technically, yeah. they did sample it. But we're talking about little bitty samples. That's like right. They took big chunks of that song right. and just kind of had him sing different lyrics behind it. But yeah, we're talking the, about... What's the Zeppelin song P. Diddy did? Cashmere? Yeah, yeah. It's Cashmere. <laughs> That's right. And you're just singing uh-huh. when, you know, when when they don't sing. Yeah. So, no, this is these are samples, songs that were actually sampled. But let's do 7 Days, 70 Seconds. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Chad. Here P. are the dates. November 26th all the way through. Welcome to December 2nd. Chad has that November 26th. 26 Monday, go. November 26, Monday, 1968, Cream gave their last concert at the Royal Albert Hall in London. It's recorded and released, and goodbye, Cream. Yep. November 27, 1970, George Harrison releases his solo album, All Things Must Pass. Must Pass to the next day, November 28, 1964, Willie Nelson makes his debut at the Grand Ole Opry. November 29, 1968, The Who releases their first live album, The Who Sell Out. November 30, 1988, LL Cool J's mama said knock you out and he performs the first rap show in Africa and then he went back to Cali Uh, December 1st 1982 Epic releases the album Thriller it does pretty well. Uh, by the way, the first single, The Doggone Girl Is Mine, flops. What? It does. Oh. Most people think that uh, Beat It or Billie Jean, I don't remember which was the first single, but they think that was the first single off of the album. Yeah. It was not. The Girl Is Mine, the duet with Paul McCartney, was the first single, and it just did belly flop. It did terrible. And uh, December 2nd, 1995, in a sign of the apocalypse, the Guinness Book of World Records announces that Ace of Bases' song, The Sign, is the best-selling debut single of all time, selling 19 million copies what do you mean total. It's a sign of the apocalypse. Oh well, I've, that and the fact that Justin Bieber went ahead and met the Prime Minister of Canada wearing a baseball cap backwards—that's yet another sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> Here we go. It's the—they're uh, not in any order. I don't have them in any order, but I do believe one of them, from everything I read, is the most sampled song of all times. This is just one of the contenders if you will this is the honey drippers impeach the president it has been sampled numerous times every year since 1987 and again it's only the break only the short little drum break that you'll hear in there and when it happens you'll know it sounds like this ladies and gentlemen we have the honey drippers in the house tonight and they just got back from washington dc I think they got second break here on Rock School to talk about sampling. I'm going to put the question to you, Chad P., that I put to my ethics class. I teach the ethics course here on the campus, actually in the department. I'm sure there are other ethics classes, but I teach the one here in the department. Okay. The first class, I always show them a documentary called Copyright Criminals. Mm-hmm. And it's it's obviously from a bent of that this is illegal. Mm-hmm. It should be illegal. Mm-hmm. And the people who are in the documentary are going on and on about when I sample, I have George Clinton in my orchestra. 
I have Eddie Van Halen as my guitarist. I have, you know, uh, Neil Peart as my drummer. Mm -hmm. I have so-and-so as my what have you. Right. You know, I have the Tower of Power horns as my horn section. So they're making like a super group with all sure. the sampling. Sure. And my question is, you know, because morals are in you, ethics are in society. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't really have ethics. You have morals. Society has ethics. And my question to the students are, this sampling, is it morally or ethically correct? Should you be able to do this? I mean, is it is it something you should even be allowed to do? That's question number one. And number two, is this even music? When you take other people's music and jam it together, and I know what a lot of people suggest, you know, well, rock and roll just borrows and borrows and borrows. You know, Johnny Be Good is simply, you know, uh, Tutti Frutti, simply played in a different key. It's the right. same chordal structure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody's playing it. Right, right. <laughs> a musician is playing it. Number one, is this ethically correct, morally correct? And number two, is it even music? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess we're talking about how much are you taking? You know, are you? It, it's it's hard to kind of prove. You know, if I take a small drum, brum, dun, 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 that's right. a drum roll. But somebody could say, "Oh, you stole that from Tone Loke." It's just a drum roll. No, yeah, actually, you stole it from Van Halen. If you say you stole it from Tone Loke, you're one removed from stealing <laughs> it from Jamie's crying. You know, so a, a simple little drum roll like that is that really something that is going to hurt them? Right. Am I going to make money off of that, or am I just kind of playing around with it just to? to try to better myself as a disc jockey. I'm not sure. Well, I, I understand the, the thought process of being able to do it. I mean, when the, when those guys scratch the records, I mean, I see the talent in doing it, and which is why I add, add the second question to it. Is it stealing? What somebody normally says is, well, pay the rights. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine. Well, there you go. Now you can use it. Mm -hmm. Is it music? Uh. Yeah, getting out of stealing it is very simple. You know, if we have a hit, you take half the half the royalties. Done. Now right. the stealing's over. It's done out in the open. Mm -hmm. The artist says, okay, use my song. Now is it music? Are you literally creating another song? Uh, I think it's a form of art, maybe. Yeah. It is a form of uh, some type of uh, visual art or uh, audio, audible art, I guess, whatever they call it. You're not really playing anything. Is it music? I don't know. I wasn't yeah. prepared for this. That's why I threw it at you without giving you any hip Lord, hop. is this what my final exam is going to look yes, like? Yes, it is. This kind well, of thing. I don't like well, that. Well, it's like mashups. When they take two songs and they put them together, mm -hmm. I think that's the lowest form of creation of music. Because you? you're not really doing anything. At least this, where they take samples and build something new out of it, something mm -hmm. generally new. I can see this leaning towards a new song. Okay. But to just take two songs and push them together and slow one down a little bit, I think that's the lowest form. But that takes talent too, Doc. Not I, just anybody can do that. Less, <laughs> less. This thing, though, when you take this sample here and this sample there. Oh, I'm I mean, with you. Again, you look, Paul's Boutique, to me, is really the crowning achievement of mm -hmm. this. There's, a, there's another album called The Cactus Album by Third Base right. that, again, is a crowning achievement of this, what people used to do, uh, the early Public Enemy albums. My gosh, what they used <laughs> to do with sampling. It was unbelievable. Right. But does it rise to the level of a new song? Mm. That's the question. That's the question. Yeah. Some people who love the music, yes. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, and then there's the purists. I don't know. That's 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 where you start to run into the concern, you know, and, and you wonder, does it, does it not? And the audience obviously is listening to us has got to answer the question for themselves as well. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I like it, thus yes. I don't, thus no. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for listening, Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. What do you think? Yeah. Back Is in it- a minute, we're going to start talking about the remainder of those songs, which are the most sampled ever, at least according to the sources that I found. See you in a minute. Rock School. We've got three songs left in the top five of most sampled songs, according to the sites that I went to. And I will go out with this one. This is the number one from livemusicguide.com. They found it sampled 1,022 times and counting. And counting? James Brown. Yeah. Now, most people agree that James Brown is the most sampled man. His other catalog hits, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, I Feel Good, you've heard them all over the place. Mm -hmm. But this song in particular has been, I mean, again, 1,022 times. Which one? It's a man's, man's, man's world. It's a man's That's it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it has the groove that people want. If you don't want... You got it. It has that groove when you want a song that is pounding forward. I just want this nice, calm groove. Yeah, man. And it offers it perfectly. Yeah. Is it the most sampled song? A lot of people agree it's amazingly sampled, but not the most. In fact, it's not the most because the most sampled song apparently even moved out of rap music Uh and has moved into commercials, has moved into theme songs for television shows. And when you hear it, it's going to, like you said, you looked at the number one and went, what is that? (laughs) And you'll hear the drum break in it. But according to livemusicguide.com, they found it the most sampled to them. James Brown, it's a man's, man's, man's world. Sounds like this on Rock School. All right, coming up to the end of the show, I got two more songs to play of the top five most sampled songs ever. Let me tell you some of the ones that we're not going to play listed on livemusicguide.com. Most sampled songs. Sly and the Family Stones, Sing a Simple Song. Mm-hmm. Lynn Collins, Think About It. You probably know it from real famous song. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two to make a thing go right. Oh, that's yeah. what that is. That's that song. Okay. And uh, Bob James, a song called Nautilus. Uh, that's been sampled 234 times, and that's another one. I don't know it by the title, but the moment you hear it, uh, you'll know it. I know so, Number two. Yeah. Again, it, it, they're not in any number, but it's another rock song. And 
If you know rap music, you have heard this one again and again and again. Zeppelin. Boom, boom, boom. When the levee breaks. Oh, all over the place. Sounds like this. That's good. Last break here on Rock School. Time to play what almost every site I went to believes is the number one most sampled song ever. You ready for this? I'm just going to say it. Go ahead. The Winston's Amen Brother. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) I had no idea what it was. I have no idea. Uh, However, it is only the drum break sample. Now, it is the B-side to the hit Color Him Father. Mm-hmm. Okay, So blatantly, it's a religious group. And the drum solo, and it's one of those fast shuffles. Okay? It's by a guy named G.C. Coleman. And that little drum beat shuffle, again, about 40 seconds in. You'll hear it. Everything stops, and this guy shuffles out on the drum beat. That's it. That little clip, that little six-second clip, and again, I, I, you know how much I hate to say Wikipedia, but <laughs> go to Wikipedia and look up Amen, comma, Brother mm-hmm. by the Winstons, and there will be everything you want to know about this little clip and a list as long as your left leg of places where that little clip has been shown. Cool. And it's been over, they say James Brown has been over 1,022 times, mm-hmm. over 2,000 times that this thing has been used mm-hmm. inside of songs, commercials, jingles, what have you. And if you are the you know, the people of the Winstons, <laughs> you've either been, you know, well paid or it? ripped well off. Well paid or ripped off. I was going to say something different, but you know this is a religious group, and I had to hold on to it. I'd just like to point out that the majority yes. of the uh, material that we've been discussing today, yes, drum beats. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It is. See, so it was a see, drum show. You don't see anybody sampling a stupid little guitar riff. That hurt right there. <laughs> yep. So that wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. Okay. Amen, brother. Here you go. That's it. Wraps it up. Classic.